Ukraine says the area covered by flooding in the Kherson region as a result of the catastrophic breach of the Kakova Dam has almost halved. The authorities in the city have introduced restrictions on the use of water from the Dnipro River, saying flooding of households and sewage facilities means the water is now highly polluted. Bathing, fishing and drinking water from the river are prohibited, even giving it to animals. Officials said more than 30 settlements are still flooded and almost 4,000 residential buildings remain underwater on the right bank of the river. Meanwhile, Ukraine's President Zelensky has confirmed that his country's counteroffensive against occupying Russian forces is underway. Well, let's go to Kyiv. My colleague Yalda Hakim is there. Yalda, welcome to you. Let's start, first of all, with the fallout from uh, the hit of this dam and the impact that it's having and the increasing concerns over the humanitarian crisis that's now unfolding there. Yes, yeah, Samantha, the situation in the south, uh, in and around that dam area, the villages and, uh, and the surrounding area is utterly devastating. The reports we're getting is that uh, the uh, coastline along the Black Sea has essentially turned into an animal cemetery. Whole houses are floating down the river. People are still waiting on their rooftops, unaware and unsure of what's going on underneath where the water hasn't fully receded. Uh, and so many people are waiting to be evacuated. But as you say, it's the waterborne diseases and the lack of uh, clean, fresh water that is of utmost concern now for the authorities. The World Health Organization, the UN, uh, the Ukrainian emergency services are working around the clock to try and assist as many people as po possible. At least 700,000 people are still waiting for clean and fresh water and other medical assistance. Earlier I spoke to the representative of the World Health Organization here in Ukraine, Dr. Jano Habert, who gave me a picture of how his teams are operating and working on the ground. Have a listen. It's a devastating situation uh, for civilians living there. And our role is to support them. Uh, one, it's what is very important is to keep an eye on waterborne um, diseases. The sample collection goes on. And also we had a long discussion with authorities and with the Minister of Health yesterday to ensure that um, as we are out of first week after the explosion of the dam, then we can ensure that actually the water is there available for people and the many humanitarians are working. But I wanted to highlight two other aspects which are very important. One is mental health support. And a lot of the teams, NGOs, healthcare workers are there to provide support to um, um, everybody who is there. But um, this is a devastation that everybody in Ukraine is feeling. It's not only people there, but everybody in Ukraine has been feeling very frustrated what has happened in the last week. And then the third area, because many who are living there and still are in their homes or nearby are elderly. So we also deliver a lot of the medicines to ensure that those who have uh, hypertension, diabetes, any other chronic diseases, that they have medicines available because the supply lines are also slightly damaged. Electricity is not only there. So we need to support uh, civilians as much as possible. Well, Yalda, away from the humanitarian crisis, the fighting very much continues. And in the past few hours, President Zelensky confirming what many had already expected, uh, that the counteroffensive there is very much underway. Yes, yeah, Samantha, I was at that press conference uh, yesterday when President Zelensky confirmed that the counteroffensive 
had begun. He was asked by a Ukrainian journalist uh, that uh, President Putin had, in fact, said the counteroffensive had started. And what response did he have to that? He sort of sniggered and dismissed that and said, why is uh, Putin talking about our counteroffensive? He must be really feeling it. But they're keeping their cards close to their chest. Right now, military analysts are saying that it is in the shaping phase where they're using reconnaissance uh, techniques and uh, probing Russian forces. And just uh, today, uh, the Ukrainian authorities have uh, blamed uh, Russia for that uh, dam breach and say that that explosion took place to distract and deter Ukrainian forces from the counteroffensive and keep them preoccupied with the evacuation of civilians. Uh, Russia, in turn, has obviously pointed the finger of blame back at the Ukrainians. But uh, as we've heard earlier, Earlier in the week, uh, Norwegian seismologists have said that it was an explosion at the dam that took place that caused uh, that breach. Uh, so really, we're hearing a lot of finger pointing on both sides. But the Ukrainians have again reiterated today that uh, it was the Russians who did this. And they did it to distract uh, the Ukrainian forces from the actual counteroffensive. Having said that, President Zelensky yesterday said that he's speaking to his commanders daily and that they are feeling positive, they're in good spirits, uh, but said that he wouldn't give any more information about the counteroffensive and that people should wait and see how it develops. The epicenter of it is in the east of the country and uh, the south, but this will go on uh, for some time. They have a window of about four or five months before the weather changes. Even today, you can see how windy it is here. And so during this battle, it's the colder periods, it's the rainy season uh, that really changes the, the fighting and impacts the fighting, as well as tanks, for example. When tanks uh, go off-road uh, onto wet territory, they need dry land to operate effectively. So all that has slowed down the, the time in which this so-called spring offensive could begin. It turned into a summer offensive, and they now have a very short window uh, before winter kicks in. Okay, Yalda and Kiev, thank you.